Hello and welcome to the Forge Church Catch-Up Podcast. We're delighted that you've chosen to press play on this podcast today. My name is Johnny and I'm part of the teaching team here at the Forge. Each Sunday, our hope and prayer is to provide practical teaching directed by God that ties into everyday life. We hope that today's talk encourages you. Whether you love them or avoid them at all costs, ghost stories are powerful even if we're old enough to know better than to check the closet or under the bed. But there is a Holy Ghost who does exist, fully God and all-powerful. He works through Christians all over the planet. Yet sadly, Christians often seek to be known more for their talent and intellect rather than any supernatural power. Could it be that we've forgotten the one who sets us apart from every other worldview? It's time to tell some ghost stories. ever made a lot of people laugh unintentionally? Well, I did a number of years ago. I'd gone to the cinema with my best friend Steve Miles and we went to see a ghost story called The Others starring Nicole Kidman. It's about a mum and two children moving into a new house and the house appears to be haunted. And at one point in the film, the door slams shut very unexpectedly. And I jumped in my seat and accidentally let out this fearful grunt, this which was heard throughout the whole cinema. Uh, Others had jumped at that point, but not with a grunt. (laughs) And immediately there was this laughter that somehow eased the tension of the moment. But I was so grateful it was dark and that no one could actually see me. You know, ghost stories are full of unexpected supernatural happenings. That's what's so appealing about them to so many people. You know, I used to love to read ghost stories when I was younger. So we're in this series that Johnny brilliantly introduced last week. There is a Holy Ghost, also known as the Holy Spirit, who's not to be feared, who won't slam doors to make you jump, but who can be known and who can transform the hearts and lives of people, not only in God's story, but in ours too. And today I want to tell the ghost story that transformed the lives of some followers of Jesus and started this movement known as the church that has spread across every community, county, country, continent, every people group, across every social economic grouping. And it all started when the Holy Ghost was unleashed at Pentecost. But before we get into that story, let me ask if any of you have watched any of the Marvel movies, you know, based on the comic strip heroes, characters such as the Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, the Black Widow, Spider-Man. Well, also as part of that series of movies is a character called Captain America. Now, his real name is Steve Rogers and his backstory is interesting. It's 1942, just as the US joined the Second World War, and he's frustrated as he's failed to be accepted into the military. And then everything changes when Dr. Erskine uh, recruits him for the secret Project Rebirth. And because of his great character and extraordinary courage, Rogers undergoes the experiment that receives the Super Soldier Serum. And that as it enters his body, he gains powers of strength and speed that enable him to face and overcome all kinds of challenges and overcome evil. Now, 
That's obviously a fictional story, but it has hints of being based on a supernatural event that took place 2000 years ago. But not through an injected serum, but through an encounter with and a filling of the Holy Spirit, which completely changed the lives of those who encountered him. Let me explain and help you to catch up a little bit on last week too, if you missed it. For three years, Jesus had been teaching and healing and training his followers to live a life that truly loved God and others. And he'd been arrested, killed, and then appeared three days later to some women, to the disciples and 500 at one time. And Peter, who was too scared to even acknowledge that he knew Jesus a few weeks before, changed into this bold, faith-filled man who stands in front of thousands and tells them about Jesus. So what caused the transformation? Well, it could have been the resurrection, an event that changed everything. But to be honest, the disciples still remained confused over the events. And Jesus had met with them and made a promise saying, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. But then he left them. <laughs> so how could he go and still be with them? Well, actually, he said something else to them. He said, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you'll receive power and will tell people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. So something of God being with them was linked not to the physical presence of Jesus, but of his presence in them through the Holy Spirit, God's supernatural presence and power at work in and through them. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, the disciples didn't really know what that meant, but they stayed in Jerusalem and waited. They trusted Jesus enough to wait and to see what God would do. And Luke, who's the author of the book of Acts, records what happened. And this really is a ghost story. Because on the day of Pentecost, and Pentecost means 50, 50 days after Passover, and it was part of this annual celebration for the Jews known as the Feast of Weeks, where they celebrated the giving of the law. And all the believers were meeting together in one place. So Jesus, he told them to wait in Jerusalem and they gathered together and there they were waiting. And then these supernatural events started to occur. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Imagine that happening for you while you're at home with the family. There you are watching EastEnders when suddenly this noise like this windstorm fills the place. Honestly, it would be terrifying, confusing, weird, kind of supernatural. And Luke goes on. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. So there was wind and fire and all they needed was earth and they'd have a great band. Boogie Wonderland. No, we're not gonna go into that. Anyway, these events were freaky, weird and supernatural. And what was happening? Well, Luke tells us, everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus' promise of his spirit coming upon them came true. And through a supernatural event, these people were filled with the presence and power of God. And whereas in the past, the Holy Spirit had come on people for a specific reason and then left again, now the Spirit had come and his presence would be permanent. And look what happened. And they began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. 
In other words, suddenly they could do things that they'd never been able to do before. But why the sound of wind? Well, it was like the breath of God breathing new life into these fearful followers. And why tongues of fire? Well, God was igniting something within them, a real passion for God and for others. And why speak in different languages? Well, Luke goes on to explain. He writes this, at that time there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. And when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. And they were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are from Galilee. And that's a bit like us Suffolkites saying, how can these people be doing something so clever? These people are from Norfolk. <laughs> anyway, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. And so Peter, the man who had denied knowing Jesus three times when the pressure had been on after Jesus' arrest, stands up and speaks to the crowds who had gathered. And what took place was again extraordinary. Peter explains that they're not drunk, as some of them thought they were, but he recites a prophecy from Joel, a, a book that had been written years ago, that had come true right in front of them. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. And this would include men and women, old and young. And then he becomes incredibly bold. He says, people of Israel, listen, God publicly endorsed Jesus, the Nazarene, by doing powerful miracles, wonders and signs through him, as you well know. But God knew what would happen and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. You know, if you want to find a way to win friends and influence people, telling them that they've played a part in murdering someone and that someone being the son of God would not be the way to go. But Peter did. And look at the response. Peter's words pierced their hearts and they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, each one of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Peter realized that what he had experienced, what the other disciples had experienced wasn't just for them. The gift of the Holy Spirit was available for everyone, for God's presence and power could be the experience and the reality of everyone who repents, who has a mindset shift, who turns to God and gets baptised. And he goes on, this promise is for you, for your children and for those far away. And he's saying that God's presence and his power from heaven is for you right now. It's for your kids and for future generations. And it's even for those who are far off, for those not considered good enough or acceptable. And look what happened. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. And the church was born. This group of people met together, invested in each other, learned together, loved and cared for each other, went out and shared the message of Jesus with others, all through the power of the Holy Spirit living in them. And you know what? The church became unstoppable and it just kept reaching more and more people. New communities were set up in different places. It couldn't be snuffed out. 
And when they hit hard times, they were strengthened by the fact that God's presence was still with them. No matter what they had to face, his power was at work in their lives, not to make life easier or to put everything right that was wrong, but a transformation was taking place inside of them, a love, a peace, a faith that was unshakable, that shone the light of Jesus wherever they went. So Paul, who also faced lots of tough times, could write these words, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And that promise of Jesus, of his love for us, his presence with us, his power available to us is still true. And like Steve Rogers or Captain America receiving the serum that allowed him to do things that he could never do before, we have a power source available that can break bad habits, that allows us to forgive when it feels impossible, to experience peace when life is chaotic around us, and to know that we are truly loved. And if you're a follower of Jesus, he's with you and in you and working through you. And just as the church was unstoppable, so are you and I unstoppable, because the same power at work is unleashed in us. It's the Holy Spirit. And did you know that the Holy Spirit was present and at work when our universe came into being? You know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And here it comes. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. That is some power at work, however he did it. And did you know that the Holy Spirit was at work when Jesus rose from the dead? The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, Paul writes. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by that same Spirit living within you. Do you, do you understand the potential power in every one of us? The Spirit's not less powerful now. He hasn't got worn out over the years. He hasn't run out of batteries, no. No, no, our role is to invite the Holy Spirit in to fill us, to hand over control and to give him access to every part of our lives, our relationships, our attitudes, our emotions, our finances, our time and our love. And when we do, he empowers us. He changes our hearts and nudges us to choose to live in the power of the Spirit. The question is, do you really want this? Is this the life you long for? If so, are you prepared to hand over control of your life to a spirit, to the Holy Ghost, God's presence and power to lead you forward? If so, he will come and he will fill your heart with his love. And maybe for many of us, it's what we've experienced in the past, but it doesn't seem very real now. Well, maybe it's time to open up our lives again to the work of the Holy Spirit, asking him to come and to fill us again. Paul writes, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And be filled is written in this present continuous sense. So in other words, keep on being filled. So how about it? What's stopping you asking him right now? Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you haven't left us to fend for ourselves in life, but that you've given us the gift of your Holy Spirit to be with us, to be in us, working through us and empowering us. Lord, there are probably a number of people who want to live this vibrant life that you offer, and yet somehow it seems to have drifted and lost its vitality. Please, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you fill our lives again? 
because we need your presence to reassure us. We need your love to fill us and your power to enable us to live life courageously and with passion. Please come, Holy Spirit, and fill my life, fill our lives again, because we really do need you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all for this week. Thanks once again for joining us. We'd love to keep the conversation going, so why not check out Forge Church UK on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? Or go online at forgechurch.com where you can watch other content, find a next step, give financially, or see any details of what's currently going on in and around the Forge. We're looking forward to you joining us next time.